Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. I am so glad you're here. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. So today's episode, we're going to follow up with our series that we've been doing on forgiveness. Yesterday, we talked about false forgiveness, and today we're going to talk about true forgiveness. But first, let me just say a huge hearty thank you to our loyal listeners and those of you who are new listeners. We just crossed a a huge milestone a couple days ago. We crossed 30,000 listeners and we're now in 56 different countries. So thank you so much, not only for listening yourself, but for blessing other people and getting them connected to the podcast. I really, really appreciate it. I and quite frankly, I'm very humbled uh, just to to think about how, you know, not only the the numbers, right, but to think about the impact, because one of the things I think you guys hear me say a lot is I love to hear from people that say I've been listening to the podcast. I've been doing this in my life and this is the change I'm getting. Yes, that's why we're doing it. Listen, I don't wake up in the morning and say, hmm, I'd love to hear myself talk today. Let's do a podcast. Uh, I don't wake up and say, huh, how many people can I get on my podcast today, right? The motivation for me doing this is that you would take it, you would run with it, you would, you know, take the pieces that you need, because let's face it, not everything I share in here is for you for right now. Take it, run with it, try it, see what happens, readjust, come back, get a new idea, um, and, and make your life to be what you want it to be. So for that, I just say thank you for plugging in, um, and I, I hope for another 30000 So. True forgiveness, I'm going to tell you uh, what it is, how it relates to this idea of false forgiveness yesterday. I'm going to give you seven ideas and tips um, on how to practice true forgiveness. So if you really wanted to take the, the connection and relationship piece in your life, whether it be personal or professional to the next level, you gotta know this, okay? So I don't know, I don't like to tell you what to do, but you might want to take some notes on this one, okay? Enjoy. Are you a coffee lover? I know I am. Do you ever try it freshly roasted? So thumb roast coffee, roast coffee beans from all over the world right here in the state of Michigan. I love it. If you haven't seen the difference that fresh can make, it's time to try some thumb roast coffee. In the description, you'll find the link, follow it, and get you some really good coffee. So when you're listening to this podcast, you can be fueling your mind and fueling your body at the same time. Awesome. Enjoy. All right. So let's talk about true forgiveness. So yesterday we talked about the idea of false forgiveness. And I had several of you reach out and say, you know, Michelle, I've got a question about this, or, you know, you send me texts and emails and I, I kind of, I put you off. (laughs) I'll just be honest. I put you off because I knew what was coming today. And I, I wanted you to really plug into kind of listen to yourself about false forgiveness before I jumped into the solution. Okay. Sometimes you just need to pause and take time to really compare. So, so look at, 
um, you know, something that, that might be uncomfortable before you jump into the solution, right? Because sometimes the solution, honestly, is to be uncomfortable for a little bit, okay? Uh, many times when you sit in that discomfort, an answer comes to you. And I would not be surprised if you really plugged into yesterday's episode, I would not be surprised that if something that I shared with you today is not something that had already come to you in your reflection time. So uh, I will just preface this, that if you are new to the podcast, we just did a series on uh, love, forgiveness, and generosity. Back up a couple episodes to the, the one we did on the seven levels of forgiveness, and that's going to give you a ton of more information on forgiveness. Today, um, we're really focusing on understanding how to have more peace, more joy, more beauty in life. Okay, that's what forgiveness really allows us to do is have peace, joy, and beauty. And who doesn't want more of that, right? Okay, so how this is set up today, I'm going to give you seven ideas about true forgiveness, and then I'm going to give you seven tips. Okay, so you might want to take some notes. Uh, So the first idea about true forgiveness is um, true forgiveness does not ask for proof of innocence. Okay, Um, so it does not require that you hear from the other person the reason why they said or did what they did. Okay, true forgiveness, uh, you know, when we talk about that idea of false forgiveness, really when, when we say, I will forgive you if you explain to me why in the world you did what you did, and I have to somehow agree that that was okay. So true forgiveness, really, the one of the foundational items is that you, um, you know, declare noble intent, that you, you say the other person is doing the very best they can with what they have and what they know, and I'm going to give them that benefit of the doubt, okay? So if I'm having an argument with my husband and he says something and maybe I don't feel good because of what he just said, I don't demand an explanation for what he said. I just say, well... I, you know, I, I might not understand what, he, where he's coming from. I'm going to forgive him anyway. Okay. Now that's not to say that you don't, you know, back up and say, Hey, I just want to clarify with you and try to understand. I'm not saying that at all. Uh, and I'm not saying that you forget things that people say and do. I'm just merely saying that true forgiveness does not require proof of innocence. Um, It also requires no pay of any kind. So, for example, you don't make the other person do something because, you know, that's somehow going to make you feel better. So, for example, um, you know, the other day I was listening to to two people argue. Actually, I was uh, standing in the the store in the grocery line, and I don't know if they were a couple or, or they were just really good friends or something. I don't know. But they were arguing. And, uh, you know, the one guy said something and you could tell that the, the girl was very hurt and they're going back and forth. And she, he's like, oh, you know, man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I probably shouldn't have said that. And she's like, you know what, because of that, you have to do X, Y, and Z. And she listed out all of these things that he would have to do when they, um, got to their destination. And I was like, wow. Okay. So she was demanding pay. You hurt me. So now you're going to have to pay. Okay. That's not true forgiveness. That's actually a form of false forgiveness. 
requiring somebody else to do something so that you give them forgiveness. You're making them pay for your forgiveness. That's not true forgiveness, okay? Um, true forgiveness doesn't argue or judge, okay? So it's very accepting. Now listen, because I know somebody, and I can probably tell you who it's gonna be, is gonna reach out and say, Michelle, you just told us we have to accept everything that other people do. No, that's not what I'm saying. Let me be very clear. When I say accepting, it means we try to understand, uh, we, we make sure that we have good boundaries, okay? However, sometimes, especially as you're moving up in those levels of forgiveness, you'll realize this person is a hurting person. And guess what? Hurting people hurt people. And so, you know, I'm going to give them a little bit of leeway here and I'm going to forgive them for what they just said or did. It's kind of like a, an injured animal. If you've ever been around an injured animal before, um, you know, they're operating out of gut instinct, right? They, they're like a, a, an animal backed into the corner and they're going to fight with all their might, right? They're going to do something that's harmful to you, not because they want to harm you, but because there's a drive to take care of themselves. People are the same way, okay? They're the same way. So, you know, th there are people that have all kinds of wounds on the inside that are, are at various levels of healing. And every now and then you just come upon them and all of a sudden you kind of brush on that wound and you don't know it and they turn into that, that uh, wounded animal, okay? So what I'm saying is the true forgiveness, it, it might look at that person and go, hmm, well, I don't know what's going on there. However, I'm going to choose to forgive anyway. So rather than saying I need to know or um, explain yourself to me, or now that you've, you, you've done this, you have to do all of this. It looks at it and it accepts whatever is happening. Okay. Now it, that does not mean that you sit down and you try to cuddle up to that wounded animal. You do not put yourself in a situation where you're going to be hurt over and over and over again. Okay. We see, okay, if you, if there was literally a wounded animal in the corner, ask yourself, what would you do? Okay. Now, some people, they have a gift and they have a natural drive that they would go and they would help that animal and they would know how, right? Some people, they know nothing about animals and they're like, yeah, no, that's not for me. Uh, who can I call? Right. And other people would look at it and go, I'm getting out of here. Right. You can also choose to do one of those things too. If somebody is, is, you know, wounded and they're hurting you, you can accept that maybe in this moment that's what's happening, but you get to choose. Do I, do I get out of here? Like, hey, I, I totally get it. You know what? Maybe I'll catch up with you later, right? Or do you call somebody? You say, um, hey, I can tell you're having a really hard time right now. Um, come over here. <laughs> let, let me introduce you to my friend over here. Or, hey, guess what? I got a great podcast for you to listen to. Or, you know, are you a little more skilled, right? So for me, I would get really curious and I would want to know, hmm, what's going on in this person? I might choose to hang out with them a little bit more because I have more knowledge, more experience of, around that, okay? So again, I'm not saying that you have to just accept everything that everybody does, but when you accept that everybody's trying to do their best and you give them the benefit of the doubt, then you can choose what do I want to do because of this situation. 
but you're also not emotionally attached now to what just happened. Okay, do you see that there's more freedom there? Yeah. Okay, so the next one is um, true forgiveness uh, doesn't evaluate errors. So this is again more about that judging and accepting thing, but it goes a little bit deeper. So typically we like to, uh, as humans, our brains are pattern seeking devices. We try to understand things and we tend to put things in boxes, right? We compare. Uh, so one of the, the comparisons that we use is money, right? We, we place, especially in the United States, we place emphasis on the amount of money that you make and somehow that gives you a value or worth as a person. Okay, that's not me, that's more the American culture. I don't necessarily agree with that, um, but that's kind of the comparison. So you're in this box or you're in this box or you're in this box. Now we tend to do this with uh, grievances, errors, mistakes. So for example, what do you think of the person who forgets to return your email? I mean, I don't know what your answer is. My answer is, okay, I forget to return emails too. So I'm just going to double back a couple days later and say, hey, did you get my email, right? What do you think of a person who forgets their child at school, forgets to pick them up at the end of the day? Okay, depending on your experience with that, you might have a very different reaction to that, right? How, do you, how in the world do you forget a child at the end of the day? I've done that, okay? It, you know, miscommunication between my co-parent and I. Uh, we, it only happened once, thank God, um, but it, it happened. And, you know, I was very thankful that there were people who said, hey, uh, you know, what's going on with you? What's, what's going on in, in your life? Is there something we can do to help you? They recognized that we were a family under stress and they came around and they supported us, okay? What do you think about a person who... Um, you know, I don't want to get all crazy and say somebody who goes out and murders, but what do you think about a person who uh, is maybe uh, checking something on their phone and God forbid they cause an accident with a fatality? They're not intending to go out and murder someone. Uh, maybe they have a sick child and they're checking on their child, right? There's, there's some reason why they're on their phone. Now, you know, somebody might say you should never be on your phone when you're driving. I get it. And let's just face it that there are people who do that. And I say people and yeah, maybe me. That's something I'm working on, right? However, you know, there, there are all of these different reasons that people make mistakes. And some of the consequences of those mistakes are more severe. If you forget to send an email, it's not as bad as if you forget your child at school. It's not as bad as if you cause an accident with a fatality. Do you see the comparisons we have here? Yeah. So our brain is set up to see this, this one over here is not so bad, this one is worse, and this one is the worst, right? When in reality, true forgiveness doesn't look at you know, sending an email uh, late versus causing a fatality as any different. They are all a mistake, okay? And I know that that is a hard truth and I can already hear you saying, Michelle, yeah, but you don't know what people have done to me. I totally get it. Believe me, I get it. 
go back and listen uh, to, to the, the stories on forgiveness that I've already shared about my story. I get it, okay? But when we're really talking about true forgiveness, we forgive people who do the small things against us to the big things against us. There's no level, there's no comparison there, okay? Listen, you don't have to believe me and you don't have to do anything because of what I'm telling you. I'm just sharing an idea with you, okay? You may or may not be ready for that idea and that's just fine. If that one's not for you, just don't, don't take it in. It's okay. You don't even have to write it down on your paper. Okay, so the next one is that true forgiveness offers, um, uh, doesn't offer gifts in treachery. Uh, so what does that mean? Um, so it, it's kind of related to that uh, idea that uh, you remember when I told you the, the two people arguing in the grocery store and then she said, oh my gosh, you've got to do X, Y, and Z now because, you know, you did this against me. So this is almost the same thing, but it's flipped around. So let's say, you know, somebody does something and uh, towards you and they recognize it, they apologize, you forgive, but then all of a sudden they feel like they need to come and they need to like grovel at your feet right? They need to show you how sorry they are. Um, true forgiveness doesn't accept that. True forgiveness steps out and says, hey, this is done. It's okay. You don't have to come back and say this. We're good. Let's move on. Okay. Um, so, so I have a, a dear friend of mine who seems to revel in, in this uh, idea of groveling. Uh, she loves when people come back and tell her over and over and over again how sorry they are. Now, she doesn't necessarily demand it, but she has attracted people in her life that that's what they do because she likes it. And I look at it as, have you really truly forgiven that person if you're willing to accept them groveling? Because we really want to go out and we want to empower other people, don't we? Yeah. All right, so true forgiveness also um, doesn't perform, okay? And this one is really about, um, we don't wanna make a big deal out of forgiveness. Not anything having to do with the process, we just accept it as this is, this is a thing, this is the thing we're doing and we're moving on, okay? Uh, we don't wanna create extra drama because there's been a, a, a hurt, a mistake and, and forgiveness. Uh, and then the last thing is the, that true forgiveness doesn't promise freedom and then ask for death, okay? So again, this is related to several of the other ideas we shared, but really it doesn't um, tell the person, yes, I forgive you, uh, and then, you know, either internally or externally ask for the other person's death. Okay, and I don't mean a literal death. I mean that some part of them will die. So let me, I'm, I'm gonna clarify that as we go through the tips, okay? So you've got your seven ideas, uh, and now I'm gonna give you, oh, six tips. Oh, there's only six, okay? So if you're wanting to increase true forgiveness in your life, here are six tips to help you do that. Let me clarify this. These are six tips that I have practiced in my life for years. 
These are six tips that I have been counseling or coaching or encouraging in my coaching clients for years. The reason why I tell you that is because, you know, it's really easy for somebody to come on and make a, a video or an audio recording and tell you all the things that you need to know about how to make your life a better life, right? There's a lot of people out there in, in this, um, you know, personal development, professional development world right now that are just talking heads. Talk, 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 right? Many of them are, are showing up on videos and they're like yelling at you to try to motivate you to do things better, right? Many of them are coming on and they're setting themselves up as gurus. So, you know, do what I tell you to do and your life will be perfect. I don't want to be associated with any of that. I only want to bring you things that I have done personally. Uh, I'll be honest with you that I don't do anything with my coaching clients that I don't do for myself because it's a leadership and kind of an integrity thing for me that I cannot ask somebody else to do something that I wouldn't do myself. So when I come to you on the podcast or, or to, to do lessons, um, I am rest assured this has been tried and tested, not just by me, but also with my coaching clients. I would never share something with you that I didn't have a passion for, okay? All right, so let's get to these six tips. So the first one is you wanna see the other person's innocence, okay? This is really what you wanna focus on the grand majority of the time. One thing I know about humans, most humans, is that especially if they haven't walked out this journey of forgiveness for themselves in their own life, we have a tendency to focus on the wrongs that other people do. We judge ourselves based on our intent, right? Um, so maybe you're having a conversation with your child and they, they take it out of context uh, and, and they don't necessarily take on the message that you intended. And so you look at that, you know, maybe they're hurt, but you're like, oh no, it's no big deal because I didn't intend for that to hurt you, right? We tend to judge other people based on their actions and their behaviors and their words. So in, in another interaction, you could be having a conversation and you could be hurt, but you judge the other person based on what they said or did, not their intent. Okay, so if we change our focus, and honestly, this one idea could be an idea that you focus on in all areas of your life for years and your life can change. Okay, one tip, focus on seeing other people's innocence. That's it. You are included in that as well, you and other people. Okay. Tip number two, um, give more freedom. So this one, I think I could turn into a course all of its own. Give more freedom is the idea that we want to make sure that whenever interaction we're having with other people, that the end result is that that person feels like they are more free than when they, they first came to us. I'll give you a great example. Yesterday I was having... Um, Honestly, it was, I thought it was just kind of a get, get together chatting kind of a call. It turned into a sales call, turned into a, a completed sale. That is kind of the way of how I do things. 
Um, but long story short, at the end of the time, the person I was talking to, he said, you know, Michelle, this has been so good. Um, just having this conversation with you, I feel better. I know you're going to be able to help my team feel better. Awesome. Now, some people would look at that conversation and, you know, it was like an hour long conversation and say, oh my gosh, that was a waste of time. You know, why can't you just send them to your website that has the, you know, the, the classes that you do with your, your money, you know, listed on there. Um, some people would say, you know, why couldn't you just send them a proposal? You know, and in the end, well, first of all, you know, my sales process, it, it, whenever I talk to somebody, I tend to make a sale. Whenever I do the other things, I don't make the sale. So what do you want? Do you want to make the sale or do you not? There was a, a Facebook string the other day in, in a, a women's entrepreneur program that basically, you know, was going back and forth, back and forth. And people were like, oh, I hate to talk to people. I don't like to talk to people. They should just accept my proposal and this and that and the other. And I'm like, you're not serving your people. Anyway, I digress. So giving more freedom in that context would mean, you know what, that when he leaves the phone call, he feels like that was a really good use of my time, even though it was just a sales call to him, okay? I want him to have more freedom. And I gave him little tips and tools and nuggets that he could you know, share with his team right now. Yeah, he's gonna hire me to come in and do some transformational stuff, which is gonna be really great for his team, but why should he have to wait for that? right? So it's not just in business, it's in all aspects. Give them more freedom. Can you give your children more freedom? Can you give your husband more freedom? Can you give your, you know, your, your, your parents more freedom? I don't know, but think about it, okay? Another tip is listen to understand. Very few people do this. Uh, they listen in order to respond, right? Um, you don't need to know what words to say. And you don't need to know the whole story behind, you know, why somebody did something towards you. Listen to understand where is their heart at? Where is their intention at? Okay. If you need to know how to be a better listener, I tell you what, go back to our highest listened to podcast episode right now. Uh, it's the very first one we ever did. It's on three levels of listening. It's an amazing teaching. Uh, people are, are using that all over the place, okay? The next idea is uh, willingly accept. Willingly accept. So again, we're doing that within boundaries, but the idea here is that you're releasing your need to judge someone, okay? Not just not judging, right? Because that's, that's actually not helpful when you say, okay, I'm just not going to judge. No, 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 no. You need to release the need to judge because you see all of our behaviors, all of our words, our actions, everything flows from uh, a belief or a need within us. And so we can say, okay, I'm not going to go and judge. Okay, but you still have that need inside you. So releasing the need to judge. Um, and this is something I really want you to kind of sit with and figure out why do I feel like I need to judge another person? Sometimes it might be because that person you feel like is not helping you get to the, to, to your goal or your team's goals, right? So you're judging them because you're like, come on, get it together. Cause we've got stuff to do, right? Sometimes you're judging another person because you just don't understand them. 
Um, sometimes you're judging another person because you have set ways of doing things and they're doing something different, okay? And so understanding why you judge is really important and even backing that up and saying, where did I get this belief in judgment? We're, we're not born with that. So where did you get it? Where did it come from? And how does that show up in your, your early life? Who judged you? How did that look? What did it sound like? How did you feel? Okay. So, so really this idea of willingly accept is, is walking through some of that holy struggle of your own to figure out why is judgment even a thing for you and then releasing that as a need. And if you need help with that, reach out to me, let me know. Um, we'll, we'll have a conversation about that. Okay. All right. So the next one, show love. I mean, it's, it is pretty simple, right? Um, honestly, the, the, the things that are going to, uh, I guess, fix our world are the simplest of things. They're not easy, but they're very simple. Show love. Now, who are you showing love to? Yourself, number one, because if you don't have self-love, it does not matter what you try to do. It's not going to work. Self-love, um, obviously the other person in, in this um, scenario, right? Or people, group of people, um, but also showing love to the situation, okay? So this is the idea of trying to find the beauty in what's happening. So I'll, I'll be honest, uh, I haven't really told this story before, but I'll, I'll tell it to you now. Um, so right after my son was born, uh, well, not right after, but within about nine months of, of him being born, I actually got pregnant again with our second child um, and everything was going well. Things were, you know, looking good and uh, we found out it was a girl. We were very excited. Um, and then we had some issues. I'll just leave it at that. Long story short, we ended up losing that child. Um, and I tell you what, that was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to walk through in my life, uh, for, for many different reasons, but that was, uh, that was really hard. And I had a ton of bitterness and unforgiveness in my heart, uh, towards myself towards the doctors, um, towards the nurse who even told me what was happening. I mean, she had no other job in this whole scenario other than to tell me what was happening, but somehow I, I attached all my anger to her. Um, obviously, you know, my higher power, I tend to, to label that as God. I had a, a lot of anger towards God. Um, yeah, there was not a lot of love. And, and I think that that's understandable, right? But the reason why I tell you this is because you know, after I've, I've gone through and, and it's been many years since then, um, but I look back on that situation and I do find beauty. I remember the, the times when, you know, you're, you're sitting down and uh, you feel the baby move and, you know, the, the connection there, right? So the one thing that I found in my, my life, which has just been blessed with all kinds of uh, crazy and, and chaotic things uh, and lots of drama and, and different life situations. I, I love that I've gotten to the point where even in the midst of a struggle, uh, I, I can find some beauty. So for example, I, the one thing I think about all the time when I had my stroke about 10 years ago, uh, you know, we came home and I had a walker, you know, I was walking uh, just a little bit then 
and my kids were one, three, and five at the time. So in order to find beauty in this situation, one of the things that we did was I got out all of my stickers and I said, hey guys, wanna decorate my walker? And they did. And so everywhere I went, you know, everybody was focused on the walker, but it wasn't because of the walker or because Michelle was broken. It was, oh my gosh, look at all those stickers. And it became a story that we could tell and the kids loved the walker, you know, because they had a connection to it. And it turned into something that was beautiful for our family. So even out of the difficulty, you can show love to that situation. Okay. Now the last tip, I'm, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but just forgive as you want to be forgiven. You know, think about that. If, if you were to make a mistake, would you want somebody to demand that you now explain yourself? Or because you did that, now you have to go and do X, Y, and Z before I forgive you. Would you want somebody to harbor bitterness and, and envy and, and resentment towards you? Maybe say in their, with their words, you're forgiven, but you know you're not really forgiven, okay? How would you want to forgive? You know, uh, Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. You know, be the forgiver that you want for yourself. Okay. All right. So the, the long and skinny of it is that when we judge ourselves and we judge others, we really place ourselves in a prison. Okay. We become the prisoners. When we forgive, we remember our own awesomeness and, you know, the, the, the freedom that, that we can give to other people, okay? That's not a Michelle thing. That's a, in A Course in Miracles. Um, but I love that idea because forgiveness is really freeing ourselves and the other person, okay? And quite frankly, you get to choose, okay? So do you want the problem or do you want the solution, I can't tell you how many coaching clients I've worked with before and they're like, yeah, Michelle, I know I need to do this whole forgiveness thing. Okay. You know, when you're ready, you'll be ready. But until you have that true forgiveness walking out, you're never going to have the, the rich, deep, full, meaningful life that you really want. Okay. So you get to choose. Do you want the problem or the solution? Totally up to you. Just know that that's what you're choosing. Okay. Now listen again, this is simple, but it's not easy, okay? So I, I hope that this got you really thinking and maybe seeing yourself in a different light. Uh, feel free to, to send this episode to a friend. Uh, let them know, hey, this, this is a great episode and tell them why, okay? Uh, maybe, you know, you have a, a close friend and you're like, let's, let's talk about this whole forgiveness thing, right? Or maybe it's somebody who's really important in your life and you know that they, um, you know, they're, they're succeeding or excelling in all other areas of their life, but maybe in their relationships, they're just, I don't know, just a, getting a little hung up or stuck. Okay. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you. I never take it lightly when people choose to spend time with me. Um, I've been getting a lot of texts and emails from people about the forgiveness series that we've been doing. Uh, if that was really valuable to you, for sure, let me know. Also, if there are other topics that you feel like you would like me to talk on, um, go ahead and send those. I've actually got a list going now. Um, and I'm going to jump into another series here. I have a mentor who's been teaching me on uh, principles of nature. So 
there's a there's actually a field of study out there that looks at how do you combine uh, principles that you find in nature. So, you know, like we, we've talked about different laws, right? Law of gravity, law of opposites, things like that. How do you combine the principles that happen in nature and apply them to a business situation? It's fascinating stuff. So I'm going to break down some of those principles of nature. You know, what is it? What does it mean? How do you apply it to your life? Um, and, and some stories and examples. So I'm getting very excited to share that with you. Um, so that is coming up. Awesome. Again, thank you so much for being here today. And with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.